I think for many of us, it's easy to forget that. We put other things, we, we, we shouldn't even put church as first and foremost. We shouldn't put our spiritual leaders, anything else. Jesus, for yourself, must be first and foremost center, your source. Do you understand how much Jesus is the source? Let's look at the scripture, Hebrews 1.3. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things. There's that word, sustenance, sustaining. Are you being sustained by Jesus? Or are you trying to be sustained by other stuff? You know, if you've got an Apple phone and you try to plug it into an Android charger, it just doesn't fit. Yeah? Who's got Apple phones? Okay. So there's an Android, it's pretty, sorry, it's a bit Android culture. Yeah? You're going to have problems with the recharging if you forgot your cord, yeah? So. <laughs> so, you know, what are we getting sustained? Are we trying to plug into something else? I'll tell you what, as a born again believer, you are made for one outlet Jesus. Plug in with Him, otherwise, it's just fake, fakery. Jesus is not just a recharger. He is the recharger. Now, Peter, you know, we read it in Acts 3. He is cruising around Jerusalem. This is early days. He heals someone at the gate that is being paralytic from birth. And Peter is just an ordinary fisherman. Everyone is astounded around him that this man is walking. And Peter says this, Acts 3.15. Now, this would have freaked them out. They're all super surprised, and he's basically saying, don't be surprised. Acts 3.15, you killed the author of life. This Jesus that you underestimated was the author of life. I mean, it must have freaked them out. We're talking about the source origin of of all life. Zeo, Greek, Chaya, Hebrew. The source of life. Jesus himself, John 14, 6, describes himself. says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is telling himself that I am the life. I am the, the charger. John eleven twenty five. Repeats, I am the resurrection and the life. Um, I thought we'd look at uh, John chapter 6. It's an interesting passage. In the beginning, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And um, directly afterwards, he travels to the other side of the lake. And uh, when he gets to the other side of the lake, all the crowds follow him. And I'm paraphrasing a bit, but he says, it's, it's, it's in, uh, we're not going to look at the scriptures, it's in Matthew, uh, sorry, in John 6.26. As all the crowds come to, to him again, he says to them, you're here because you want bread. And obviously the bread that Jesus made obviously was like top quality bread. It wasn't like stale, but obviously being super fresh. It was memorable bread. He literally says, um... 
Yeah, so they, like, they want to see miracles too. Okay, there's that in there too. But they also want there because they want the bread. They're interested in this bread. It's like that, you know, when you buy bread, every now and then, you know, you, buy, you order rolls and you just don't know what you're getting. I mean, are they one day old? Or are they just being baked? But every now and you feel too embarrassed to ask. But every now and then you get that freshly baked half a dozen of hot dog rolls. And you're just like, oh my goodness. It, it tastes completely different to like one day old hot dog rolls, which you can build a house with, you know? So uh, the, the, the bread was still lingering in their memory. They're here for bread. We're here for the special bread, the bread of Jesus. I mean, Jesus isn't going to muck around. If he's going to reproduce bread, he's going to make good bread. And they're there for the miracles. And then he does a contrast, and he says, um, in John, 8, in John 6, 48 to 57, he says, I am the bread of life. So you guys are coming here for ordinary earthly bread that has a temporal sustenance like a like a not a real sustenance but i am here for eternal sustenance i'm here for real life i'm the bread of life your forefathers ate the man in the desert yet they died let this let these scriptures get into your heart but here is the bread that comes down from heaven which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply amongst themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, obviously we're going into a time of breaking bread, so the scripture is very applicable. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my flesh and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Are we feeding on Jesus daily? Are we feeding on him? Will we feed on him today in this meeting? Will we feed on Jesus? Uh, in John 6, 60, on hearing it, many of the disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Some guys are wobbling because they're not perceiving that it's a spiritual thing. They're thinking that it's a physical thing. And we see in John 6, 66, from this time, many of the disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Isn't it interesting that it's John 6, 66? I kind of noticed that, okay? They're not following Jesus, they're following Satan. There we go, 666, six, six, yeah? They no longer followed him. Jesus continues to the other disciples, next verse, that's 667. You don't want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. I know we've got Oxygen Church in PE. I think it's very well named. The disciples are basically saying, Jesus, you're the air we breathe. You're the oxygen. How can we leave you? 
our Lord. Have we got the same attitude as the disciples going, how can we leave you, Jesus, even for a day, even for an hour, even for a moment? Or are we in our hearts saying, Jesus, I need you. You are the oxygen. Amen? Oh, we, we so need the Holy Spirit to show us this truth. Let me pray for us. Why don't you just stand and let me pray for us. Lord, I'm, I'm just going to ask the worship team, maybe if they can come up as well. Maybe just before I pray with you, if I can just do two or three more scriptures. And maybe this is for some of us that may have also forgotten what it's all about. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That even as we go to a time of breaking bread now, and remembering what Christ did 2,000 years ago, we can recall what he did for us when he brought life. Galatians 3.13 says, But Christ has rescued us. The, NR, the New Life Version says, Bought us with his blood. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Galatians 4.5 says, God sent him, Jesus, to buy freedom for us. He was slaves to the Lord so that, we, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. He's put his life in us. And the way that he opened up is through the cross. That we are, that Jesus the first, the, the scriptures tell us of many more brothers and sisters that were born again, born to life. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three to 26. It says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus knew about this moment. He saw your face when he hung on the cross. He knew that as he hung on the cross, he was buying you. He was purchasing you. And by breathing into you, he would breathe into you his life. We also know before we break bread, and this is a solemn time, that the scriptures say that we must examine our hearts. Have a look at the scripture, 1 Corinthians 11, 27 to 29 says, So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Before we enter and we need to say is my heart clean and the area that we do have control over is the area of unforgiveness do I have unforgiveness in my heart do I have anything against anyone right now particularly anger 
Matthew 5, 22 to 24 says, But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. And I feel like, which I think we should always do, is I actually wanted to go for a time of reflection. I'm just going to ask Lee, maybe just to strum on the guitar, just to settle our hearts. And maybe we can all close our eyes. And before we come to this time of of celebrating the life of Jesus that he brings through the cross, through his body and his blood given for us, that we can not only have forgiveness of sins, but that we can have life and life eternal. That we understand from the Lord's Prayer, which is a prayer that we should be, the, the, the prayer that the Lord taught us, our Father who art in heaven. And as we go on, it says, and forgive us our trespasses or our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us, as we forgive those who sin against us. As you begin 2022, this is also an opportunity. And I know some of us might have our New Year's resolutions. But how is this for a New Year's resolution? That you start off based on that scripture and say, you know what? The past is the past. I'm going to go into 2022 not holding anything against anyone. Because Jesus doesn't hold anything against you. And he says, it's kind of a deal. He says, I'll forgive you, but it's conditional to some respect. But that you need to forgive others as they've sinned against you. Release them, let them go. It doesn't diminish what they did. They all need to answer to God for that. It doesn't go away. God will deal with it. But he asks you to let go of it because he let go of your stuff and he continues to let go of your stuff daily. So Lord, as we prepare our hearts, just, yeah, just where you are, just allow the Lord to deal with your heart. If there's anything, I'm just going to give you however long. And as you stand there, don't waste the moment. Just allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart. Do I need to just let go of someone right now? You may at a later stage need to actually phone them after service and go, hey. But sometimes we forgive people and they don't ever even know about it. Sometimes it's good to not actually go phone them and say, I forgave, forgave you. <laughs> sometimes that can cause its own problems. Only do it if you really need, know you need to. But otherwise, just forgive that person and let them go and pray for them and bless them. Let's give a few moments for that you need to pray in your heart to the Lord, just quietly by yourself, just pray to the Lord. Speak to him about that person. And also like, ask that you pray yourself. Just pray a prayer, your own words. Just say to the Lord, clean my heart. Just clean my heart so you know when you come and partake of the Lord's Supper that your heart is clean.